Welcome back to another episode of Arnold's Pump Club. If you're looking to jumpstart your training or get out of a slump, I'll share two tips that will instantly make your workouts harder and more effective without adding more weight or doing more reps or sets. I'll also share a story about a member of this village that will inspire you to overcome any challenge. And finally, Daniel will share one of his favorite cooking tools that will make your food taste amazing and save you time. I created this podcast because I believe that fitness is for everyone. So I'm using the power of machines to help me deliver news, motivation, and advice that will make you healthier. And because I know you're busy, I won't take up much of your time. I am not a cybernetic organism, but I do have an important mission to build a positive corner of the internet and lift up the world. There's too much negativity online. And I hope this podcast gives you the support you need to become a little bit better. You all know how much I love the pump. But a great pump isn't always about adding more weight. If you want your workouts to deliver results, you must use progressive resistance. Your body improves when you make each workout harder than the last. Too often people show up and work hard, but they do the same reps and sets on every exercise. Adding more weight is the most common form of progressive resistance. Uh, you can also add sets of reps. But changing up the speed of your reps is a technique that can make a difference, help you build muscle and strength, and reduce the likelihood of injury. This mindset shift is invaluable for anyone who does bodyweight workouts or doesn't feel comfortable increasing weight. If you're looking for a way to challenge your muscles without using your max, here are two techniques that will give you a boost. The first technique is called the 411 method. The old information number still delivers value if you apply it to your training. The 411 refers to lifting tempo. The first number refers to how many seconds you should take to lower the weight. The second number tells you how long to pause at the bottom. And the third number indicates how quickly you should return to the starting position. The slower four-second lowering tempo forces you to control the weight through the full range of motion, which gives your body an incredible stretch. The flex portion of a lift gets all the glory, but research suggests the lowering portion, also known as the eccentric, helps you add more strength and creates more tension, which is a key part of muscular growth. You'll likely be shocked by how much harder an exercise becomes when you slow down the tempo. Plus, when you lower the weight under control instead of just dropping into the bottom of the lift, you're more likely to protect your joints and reduce the likelihood of injury. The next technique is focusing on isometrics. Remember how you just learned about the 411, that second number, or the pause at the bottom of a rep can be manipulated to add a greater challenge. Instead of holding for one second, imagine holding for three or four seconds. This removes all momentum and puts your muscles in a position where on most exercises, they will be the weakest 
and forces you to generate force from a dead stop. This can help activate more muscle fibers. Try these two techniques the next time you train. You might have to lower weight or do fewer reps, but don't be surprised if you wake up muscles you haven't felt in a while. Now, I want to introduce you to Chris. We have many incredible members of this village. All of you have a story. All of them are amazing, but some you don't forget. This is one of those stories I asked Chris to tell us about the adversity he's experienced. Here's what he said. While camping on a mountain, I fell off of a 100-foot cliff in the middle of the night. I landed head first, breaking my neck back, ribs, and causing a lot of overall damage to my body. I was alone in the dark, so I had to move myself a little over a mile to find help. Had I not, I would have bled out. The hospital told my wife that I may never walk again. The following months, I relearned how to walk. Within a year and a half, I ran a full marathon for the first time in my life. And after a little over two years, I had strength training to a point where I joined the 1,000-pound club for the first time. This was only about two and a half years ago. Then I asked Chris to tell me about what kept him going. First and foremost is my wife with love. Anything is possible. Second are my goals, setting them up and knocking them down to have something to measure myself against. The first goal was to walk, then to run, then to race, and then to lift 1,000 pounds. Finally, I asked him to share thoughts with the village, especially the people who are facing their own adversity. Here's what he said. The universe delivers suffering unto us all at times, and it is natural to fear that darkness when it surrounds you. But you must say yes, yes to this day, yes to this day, yes to this life, yes to joyful participation in the sorrows. If you can do that, that's when everything changes. Finally, we'll end today with a cooking tip from Daniel. Here's what he wanted to tell all of you. I've shared a lot of my quick recipes, from shrimp pasta to steak dinner to my avocado toast and daily salad. I'm not shy about using hacks and cheats to cut down on my active cooking time. Um, I've talked a lot about sous vide. I use a few different tools, but I use this one by far the most. The sous vide is a device that goes into a pot of water and heats and circulates the water to exactly the temperature you want. By doing this, uh, you can leave your protein in its bath for an hour or two, knowing that it won't be overcooked. This means you can work, spend time with your family, or just relax. It's a way to cook great meals without having to pay much attention to your food. Once the temperature is ready, you sear your meat in the pan for a minute, and it's ready to eat and perfectly tender. This works because if you heat a steak in water that is 130 degrees, it won't go above 130. If you leave it in too long, it can apparently break down the meat eventually. So while this has never happened to me, don't be extreme and do it all day. If I cook chicken breasts at 165, they'll be perfectly tender and I don't have to waste any time watching them outside of my quick sear. It's, 
more time for family, work, or training. I don't have an endorsement deal, as you probably guessed. Um, I'll just say I got one that costs less than a week of groceries on Amazon, and I use uh, regular Ziploc bags and uh, pot I already had. It paid for itself the first time it saved me an hour of cooking time. So give it a try, and I hope you all find it as helpful as I do. That's it for today's episode. Thanks again for being a part of Arnold's Pump Club. This village would not be possible without all of you. And thank you to our editors-in-chief, Adam Bornstein and Daniel Ketchell, who helped me with this podcast and our daily newsletter. We are building the positive corner of the internet, and the three of us are here to support you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. We love hearing from you. Together, we have the strength to lift up the world 